and welcome to Breaking the uh, Breaking Cinematic Universes. I want to throw in the the for some reason. <laughs> it's all right. First time, you know. Yeah, Just first get those jitters. Get those jitters. No, hey, yeah. Uh, trust me, I still have the jitters. A hundred something lightning shows in. I still have the jitters. Um, I am Trevor Grout, joined by Patrick Swinford, and we are going to break down the cinematic universes, not just the MCU, not just the DC, DCEU. Yeah, yes. they don't have an official. We'll call it DCEU for now. And then the Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think is what they're calling it now. I think that's what they've officially dubbed it is the Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe. I, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I lump, I honestly, I mean, and le well, I guess right now I've been lumping Sony in with Marvel, but now we're going to have Sony movies that can't technically reference things in Marvel, or they can only reference certain things, uh, which we're going to see once um, uh, Morbius comes out. And, you know, we've already kind of saw it with Venom. I, you know, I'm really interested because the Morbius, the first trailer they released, <laughs> I'm really interested by it. Like it actually yeah. looks really good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I think it looks good. The question, the real, the thing is, what you we, we what they have to really nail here is Morbius is, is a freaking villain, mm -hmm. and you have you have a movie where you're rooting for a villain, kind of. And Venom is Venom has kind of walked that line. He's an he's an antihero. He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. Um, there there's you know he rides that line. Morbius a is Agent I don't remember. Venom. Agent What's Venom. Up? Agent Venom. Exactly. Flash Thompson yeah, exactly. was in his suit. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. But with Morbius, like we, I don't remember him teaming up with the good guys unless he absolutely had to. I don't remember that happening um, very often at all. As opposed to Venom, who can who can go between. Um, yeah. So so to me, it's it's going to be interesting because as I said, we've seen Venom, and then the next Venom movie, he is 100% going to be a protagonist. I mean, as the previous movie, I feel like the symbiote in the Venom movie was, was almost an antagonist. It was, you know, toying with him, but now they're kind of going to be working together more. Of course, they're going to have, they're going to bicker, but um, yeah, so, Morbius is going to be interesting. I, I feel like it, it could, it could be great or it can be just terrible well, from a, from a cinematic standpoint. Some people like I'm reading a, yeah. a, an article on Quora.com mm -hmm. and it is Marvel's Morbius, a hero or villain or anti-hero. And uh -huh. somebody put it exactly this way. He is one of the better gray, in quotation, characters mm -hmm. I can think of. He kind of does all three depending on his circumstances. If I had to pick one, I would say an anti-hero. But he can be pretty heroic at times as well as pretty dangerous, as well as a pretty dangerous villain. Uh, his condition makes him pretty dangerous mm -hmm. at times and a victim to its, to its drive. Still, as a person, he can be pretty decent, kind of like the Lizard and a few other Spider-Man foes or friends. It depends on what is going on with him. I think that's sure. the best explanation. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that in regards to Lizard, but at the same time, like, I always felt like Connors had more ethics to him, but and Morbius was more selfish. But anyways, we can, we can get off of that. Basically, all the universes collide, and we're going to break the cinematic universes here. We are. And, you know, because it's like... Marvel has had such a foothold in the, mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. cinematic universes. And I'm not even going to say from Avengers one, I'm going to say from Iron Man. Yeah. Like when Iron Man came out and it was just gangbusters from there, like DC 
had no chance after yeah. that. And yeah, they tried, they, but they did it the wrong way. They did it the absolute wrong way. Marvel did it the right way. They introduced the characters, had their own solo movies, then mm-hmm. did the team up. And they and, it's a, and it was a relatively slow burn in regards to uh, how long it took from between Iron Man and the Avengers. Uh, you know, it wasn't something that they rushed, which I think is what's happening. You know, Iron Man came out in 2008. The Avengers movie came out in 2012. You got four years to build cinematic universes and – the Incredible Hulk movie with with um, Edward Norton technically is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that so they had a quasi lead in with that. But Iron Man is tech, is is the one that everyone you know believe, it's the one that we uh, have that's the most solid that we're actually going to see more carryover of, other than Thunderbolt Ross. We're ob- obviously going to see Thunderbolt Ross repeatedly in the uh, cinematic universe. No, and I think there's a rumor that he's a big part of Black Widow. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yep. We will never do spoilers here. And if we do, for whatever reason, do spoilers, we will give you the accurate, appropriate spoiler alert. Tease, mm-hmm. uh, I hope there's lots of sirens and stuff when that happens. Now, um, rumor is that he is in it. Uh, I mean, and if he's if he's not in it prominently, that whatever he is doing in there is going to lead into the ne- uh, more into the next phase. And he's going to be a, a bigger bad uh, when it comes to the phase four of Marvel Universe Cinematic Universe. Um, so what's, what's the subject today? What, what are we doing here today, Trevor? What are we doing? We are going to talk about individual characters Mm -hmm. and in the hierarchy of all cinematic universes. Now, obviously RDJ is kind Mm -hmm. of the, the measuring stick. Um, he is now when he got first cast as Iron Man, I, I, rolled my eyes probably like everybody else did. I'm like, really? But then I kind of sat back. I'm like, okay, he's had issues with drugs. He's had issues with alcohol. He's been arrested. Holy crap, he is Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark. And he still has lots of money. Well, he didn't have tons of money at that point, but had enough notoriety. And he was still struggling with that. I mean, he still struggles uh, with uh, depression and, you know, uh, anxiety inadequacies um there's so, you know even someone who has that much money that much notoriety still struggles that's what tony stark needed so yeah he's definitely the uh the benchmark that we're gonna have to put I, everything up against i could not see now initially years before it came out tom cruise was pegged to star in the movie i could not yep. see that uh you know why he you know why he went out right i don't uh, know if you heard the reason he was he was the lead choice, but they said you know they they talked to him about Iron Man and he said okay, but I, I don't want to wear a mask. I, you got to see my face. People need to see that that I'm Iron Man. And they were saying oh well we're gonna have we're gonna have views of your face as well, but you know the mask cover. He's like no 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 I, I the mask should be clear or it can't cover my face. I need people to see that it's me. Wow. Because he wanted people to see that it was him as the character as opposed to. You know, it, it had to visually be, t- which makes sense with the way that he views all his movies with Mission Impossible and everything. He's like, I want to do this stunt myself. I want people to see me doing it. That mentality lost him the role. And we can all thank him for that. We can. Absolutely. All right. So with Robert Downey Jr. being the mm-hmm. measuring stick, being the top part of the pyramid, mm-hmm. let's go down. And kind of talk about all the MCU characters, all the DCU Mm -hmm. characters, all the SS, whatever, the Sony characters. Sure. Um, 
number two, behind, right next to Robert Downey, who's your pick for the uh, closest pa- to Patrick their character? Stewart. Patrick Stewart for Professor Xavier, because that man, and, and you know what, I'm put, I'm, we're, we're putting X-Men in here too, but that man embodies uh, uh, the the class that he, and the patience that Xavier needed. Yeah. Um, and, and, and vis- I mean, not only the persona, but the visually, there were Marvel, Marvel trading cards back in the early and mid 90s. And there was one that I swear they modeled after Patrick Stewart when they had uh, Xavier. So he, him being cast in that in that character, being able to give the gravity uh, of that character, uh, I, I put him second physically, uh, not only his physical appearance, but also his portrayal. So I've got somebody else in mind. Okay. I, I don't think you'll be upset with it. Um, okay. I'm going to use a sound clip uh, to bring to to introduce it. Okay. Here's my number two, and you'll know when it happens because I'm pretty sure you've seen this audio, this video. Yeah. It's not judging by Halley. Oh, you're not so bad yourself, Professor. And Tomka's is making me think that I should have dressed up a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Hang on. Knock knock. Whoa! So oh. many stars. Is that? Was that Ian McKellen? Ryan, the cast and I were all just reminiscing about the movie that we were all in together. Uh, that is audio of Ryan Reynolds crashing the X-Men <laughs> Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I love Patrick Stewart. I yeah. really do. Sure. Number two on my list is Ryan Reynolds yeah. as Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan, it, it, and I, th- I think there's, by the way, there's a lot of things that we're going to probably list here that we could argue who's second, third, fourth, fifth. Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds and back in waiting and all the other movies that he's that he's doing. You're like, that's that's kind of something Deadpool would say. That's kind of something Deadpool would do. Um, I feel like his version of Deadpool is very close as Robert Downey Jr., where. If if you read the comics, you can read the comics in a Ryan Reynolds accent, Ryan Reynolds pacing, Ryan Reynolds voice, Reynolds voice, and it fits that character just like Xavier Patrick Stewart and the other one, which I, I'm not going to put on here uh, because he's not part of the universes, but to an extent, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah. When I read the Joker comics, I'm I'm hearing Mark Hamill's Joker in my brain, and now these care it, it just fits so well so i i completely agree ryan reynolds is uh is definitely up there you know i i, I uh just started re-watching uh ultimate spider-man on disney plus mm-hmm. um and i love drake bell as spider-man in the in the comic or the cartoon mm-hmm. but there's an episode where will um will friedel uh who also was terry mcginnis um boy meets world mm-hmm. um he does deadpool and i'm just sitting there i'm like no no, yeah. I love you as an actor. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. All right. So my number two is is mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yours is Ian McC- um, Patrick Stewart as uh, yeah. Perse- Professor Xavier. And dude, mm-hmm. even McAvoy was a great Professor X. He really was bringing bringing something different. A young. Ver- I mean, he. I feel like he brought uh, the and it's not just the accent. Ju- the the grace that he needed in the character. But at the same time, playing a younger with McAvoy's younger Xavier, you see him unravel. You see him, you know, struggling. Where where Patrick Stewart's Xavier's been through all of it, and he can has that calm demeanor. He's the calm with you know with the storm going on. I feel like uh, uh, McAvoy was showing how he had to how he got there and what he had to deal with. Okay, yeah. who's your number three? 
Number three. And we're going to do I, top 10 because if we go through everybody, we're going to be here for like four hours. Yeah, basically. Um, Chris Helmsworth is Thor. I, um, I can I agree just, there. I can agree. hundred yeah, percent. And, and I've, I've been on record many, many times uh, saying that uh, the first Thor movie was um, exactly like Beastmaster 2. If you've seen Beastmaster 2. So Beastmaster so Beastmaster was a great like fantasy movie in a fantasy land. Beastmaster 2 said, "Ah, eh, we ain't got budget for that. Just throw him in New York. And I felt like Thor was that way. You got to see a little bit of Asgard, and then he gets kicked into Arizona, and now you have to see him as a fish out of water. But even then, uh, you know, the, the wig wasn't quite right. I didn't like the overall um, – the overall his wig environment. His wig what? didn't get right until after Avengers. Like it even kind of looked yeah. funky in Avengers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I felt like his his portrayal of of Thor was perfect. And even in the first movie, you don't you don't have that. Uh, you know where they've they've hit this wonderful middle ground of uh, Thor being the serious character in a comedy, which is what Ragnarok just knocked out the park. But when you see him like in the diner scene in the original Thor, and he's smashing the uh, you know the mugs and everything, what you is can this? totally see what's what up? is this yeah. coffee? <laughs> it's fantastic. I want more. <laughs> yeah, you and you have that. Uh, it's, it's all about the characters around him and how he interacted with. And I felt like they were trying to do that with him and Kat Dennings, which, by the way, I still think that they need to bring Kat Dennings into more. I've heard that she's coming back. WandaVision. They need to bring her. What's that? WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like that. I, I mean, I don't know if she was too busy or they just thought, oh, well, we're going to go with with Jane and everything. And that's great. I'm like, no, she Kat Dennings bouncing against Thor was great because Thor Thor can't be zany. He has to be he has to be serious and it's funny in how ha serious he is. Have you seen Endgame? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. But that's that and that's him obviously, you know, dealing with depression, gaining all the weight and everything. But other than other than Endgame, when you have Ragnarok and you have all these other he's best interacting with other people who can poke? Who 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 can play off of him? Um, That's why not, him and Loki not, are amazing. Exactly, exactly. Which which brings me to my to my next. Uh, if I can I can steal your thunder here for the next bit here. But Chris Evans uh, as Captain America was so good as Captain America that uh, he works on his own. But when he is put up uh, with the other characters, his character shines in in that role. Except in the Avengers suit. The first Avengers uh, suit. Avengers, okay, yeah, but the, uh, but in his in his portrayal of the character, yes, because we can talk about wigs, we can talk about costumes, we can talk about all the the things that they can get wrong, but you know the the perfect example of it is when they're making references in Avengers left and right, and they say something about flying monkeys, and he's like, <laughs> I, I got that one, perfect, oh perfect. yeah, perfect, and uh, and that's I mean that's the reason why they had him finally say Avengers Assemble. Uh, after 12, what, 12 years, 10 years waiting for it to happen. So, well, there's I, also, I feel the, like... there's also the, the deleted scene from age yeah. of Ultron where, you know, they're, they're assembling the new team. Yeah. Um, and you've even got captain Marvel, a captain Marvel stand in that wasn't yeah. released until I think this year, they finally released that video, <laughs> but it's like, there's that video where it's, you know, Avengers. And then you see black widow jump assemble. Yeah. Yeah, because um, uh, what's Joss Whedon wouldn't—that's that, from not from 
Was that from, uh, yeah, it was Ultron, right? Yep, that was yeah. at the very end. That's because they purposely said, like, we're not going to film it because they didn't want they didn't want to film it and then have have one of the executives do a re-edit and put it in there. They wanted that to be like a like an almost moment where it didn't quite happen. Um, and that's and that's why it was perfect. That's why everyone just cracked up at the very end of that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my next pick is uh, is Chris Evans. And I know we're like taking a lot of Marvel stuff here, but. But Marvel just knocked it out of the park. No, casting. Marvel, every cast, I don't know a bad casting that Marvel has made. I mean, even let's look at Captain America, the first Avenger, yeah. and I'm just throwing out a character here. Yeah. Uh, Neil McDonough as dumb, 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 dumb Dugan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you look at He's... this guy when he was an arrow as Damian Dark, mm-hmm. you wanted to kill him. Yeah. But you also wanted to love him because he was just such a smart ass. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. But he's one of those rare, weird uh, actors that has mm-hmm. so much range. And then you see him in Sonic the Hedgehog, and Jim Carrey's like telling him to shut up, and and he it, it's just amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I 100% agree with um, Chris Evans. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna go out of the realm. I'm gonna okay. go out of the realm a little bit. Um, my number. What are we at? Five. I think we're at five. Yeah. Uh, my number five, Ben Affleck as Batman. All right. I'm just going to quit this podcast now. <laughs> no, I mean, let's be honest here. And everybody gives me crap about this. Yeah. He was the right height. He had the right body for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He built that body for it. That man worked out um, like crazy. He had the right voice, mm-hmm. even with the modulation that they put into the. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know. I knew you would come. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but to no, me, yeah. Keaton was a great ba- uh, great Bruce Wayne. He was an okay Batman. He didn't have the build. Yeah. Bale had the build in Batman Begins, but lost it in the second two movies with the mm-hmm. smaller suit. And, I mean, we're not even going to talk about Clooney or Kilmer. Um, <laughs> Kilmer's not that bad. He wasn't uh, bad. But, but no, I, I will agree. Uh, I will agree that I and I think we, we had the conversation about this um, uh, the other day. Brandon Ralph, and obviously I'm not putting him in this in this list, bec- uh, uh, but we, we I could put him in here. Just as an example, uh, I feel like Ben Affleck was in a terrible, terrible movie, and he did it. He did what he could with what he was given, mm-hmm. but he was in a terrible movie, and now everyone's safe word is Martha for that reason. <laughs> If Why'd it's not, it's now name? it's now your safe word. Why'd you say that name? Um, How do you know that name? Yeah. No, I mean, I did. I I did prefer his his modulated voice, his deep modulated voice, to Christian Bale's need a throat lozenge voice. Rachel. Which I which I I loved. Um, I don't know if you saw Kevin Conroy talking about that. Con- Kevin Conroy was asked about it. And Kevin Conroy may be the greatest Batman voice ever. Absolutely. Um, so he was asked about it, and his 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 graceful answer was basically um, to summarize to say, "I wish someone had kind of given him some coaching on what he should do because no one no one stepped up and told and told him." And I know Christian Bale's a hard person to work with, but the director or someone should have gotten in there and said, "Okay, let's try something different," because uh, and a slight tangent here, but um, the Kevin Costner. Uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kevin Costner showed up the first day and did a British accent. And it was terrible. 
And the director brought him aside and said, can we try this? Try it a little different. Try it just with your regular voice. And it's better. It's not a great movie, but the director made the right How decision. How dare because- you? What? That's one of my favorite, uh, even though he has the American <laughs> accent, that's one of my it's, favorite Robin Hood movies. It's a it's, lot better it's, than the Russell Crowe version. It's better than the Russell Crowe version, but it's just right underneath Robin Hood Men in Tights. And you know what? <laughs> hey, even What's-His-Face, uh, Teron Ed- uh, Edgerton, um, he didn't do a bad one with him and Jamie Foxx. No, he didn't. It wasn't, no, he didn't. It wasn't I'll great. Agree. It wasn't I'll agree. bad. I'll agree. But I was just using it as an example of like, look, the director took him aside and said, hey, I know what you were doing. I don't think this is working the way you think it's working. And I feel like that's what happened with the Batman voice for for Christian Bale. But anyways, um, we'll, who, we'll get off of off of that topic. So you're who's your, your pick, number five? Uh, my number five. My, was, my number five was Ben Affleck. So far, yeah, we've okay. agreed. We've agreed on uh-huh. uh, you had Patrick Stewart and I had Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. We both agreed on Hemsworth and Evans, and then I said Affleck is Batman. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot that I that I kind of listed out here, and part of me felt like I wanted to I wanted to put some names in here to give them credit where credit is due, and they may not be names that that get thrown out as much as they should. So some of my choices from here on are going to be like that, where you you may disagree on them being on the top ten, but they're there as almost. Because for that reason, uh, an honorable honorable mention, but needs to be more than an honorable honorable mention. So my number five is Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. Agreed. Well, Every, I would have preferred her not cracking the Russian accent as much as she did. Uh, well, yeah, I can say the same thing uh, when it comes to Scarlet Witch. Which Elizabeth Olsen, I absolutely love Elizabeth Olsen, uh, but she can't she can't just stick with the accent she breaks it and she breaks it differently it's not a it's not a an accent of someone who's who's learning english and they're adapting no 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 it's she can't remember where where her vowels are scarlett johansson as black widow from the first scene that she's in steals everything that's iron man 2 was her freaking movie i mean just every single scene, scene that she's in she she rocks she uh, from uh, again the embodiment of the character, the spy element of her spying on Tony Stark without him knowing uh, that she, you know, and uh, you know, playing up to the fact that he's, you know, this this playboy uh, womanizer. That if she comes in there and dresses a certain way and acts a certain way, then she's not not just going to fly under. She's not, not her her presence is not going to fly under the radar, but she will get closer because of what she's doing and her mentality with that, as well as uh, her scene in uh, was is the first Avengers where she's being interrogated, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where she's in the yeah. chair. Phenomenal, phenomenal work. Um, also putting it putting in the work like a lot of these actors uh, actors have putting in the work to make sure that when she does some of the stunts, when she does some of the some of the uh, some of her moves are almost uh, professional wrestling moves in the, in, in Iron Man too. And when she does that, it's believable. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have this weird shot where you're like, Oh, that's a stunt double. You're like that. That looked like it hurt. That looked real. Uh, and she, she pulled it off. Uh, I will agree on the accent, but that's also why Elizabeth Olsen is on here. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. I feel like it's number five for me. Number five for me, Samuel M. Effer Jackson mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as Nick yep. Fury. I they, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know when you're 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 good when the comic yeah. book artists yep. write and draw the character to look yeah. like you. 
Yeah, the fact that this the, there's there's a whole generation, if not two generations, that don't know that Nick Fury was a white man. David Hasselhoff uh, once upon a time. Yes, he was. But the fact that the fact that there are so many people who don't know that, and Nick Fury to them is is uh, Sam Jackson, uh, is a testament to his to his portrayal of the character. And again, a person who, as soon as he steps in, he is he is commanding in a way that his character needed to be because you know what he's been through and his calm he has gods and demigods and all these people around him and it doesn't matter they're not going to talk there you know he's going to talk them down he's going to he's, he's going to set everybody uh in in their place and that's what he needed to do to bring the avengers together so yeah i'll, I'll it's, a, it's a great choice my number six uh-huh i'm going off the off the radar okay Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw. That's a great one. I mean, character-wise, as well as accents. Talk about nailing an accent. One of the hardest accents you can imagine. Jeez. Yeah, his... I, I absolutely loved him, and the fact that I feel like he was underutilized. Oh, he, we only got to see him in two movies. Yeah, but that I, second movie when he's like, oh, are you going to get my mixtape? It's dropping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that that was great, but but the fact that um, I guess spoilers for a movie that's been out for like four years, uh, the fact that he died, I was expecting that to be a fake out. I was expecting it to be like a like a, he brings he brings the the body and he's like drugged him or something, and yeah. then Ulysses S. Claw runs off. I will say we didn't we didn't see the body, but at the same time. Uh, it, it just that that was a letdown, but no, his perfor- his performance was was great. Um, and I like I like I like that as we go deeper, we're we're picking ones that not as many people are going to pick. Love it. No, what's your number six? All right, so we're so because we're going with things other than uh, the Marvel universe and the DC universe. Mm-hmm. My next pick is Ron Perlman as Hellboy. A lot better. Like I love David <laughs> Harbor. And I'm so yeah. excited to see him as Red sure. Guardian in Black Widow. Oh, I yeah. love him as Jim Hopper on on mm-hmm. Stranger Things. He he just he wasn't Hellboy to me. It, it's yeah. as weird as it sounds. Yeah, something something about um, he he wasn't he wasn't bad, but not only did he have he had big shoes to fill. He had. And I think part of it, part of it is, you know, he he tried, he tried, he did very well when it comes to his physique. Ron Perlman is just a beast. Before they even put any put him any makeup on him or anything, he already has such a unique giant look. All of his features are already just just overblown. And then you turn him into Hellboy. I mean, that's the reason he was in the Beauty and the Beast uh, TV series back in the 80s. I mean, oh God, with Linda Hamilton. Yeah, with Linda Hamilton. But that's the reason because they were like, this guy's look. He's mm-hmm. big and he's he's got the right acting chops. And when he uh, when he burst in uh, as as Hellboy, every scene with him as Hellboy, um, you he just he became that character. You don't see prosthetics anymore. You just see this this demon child, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eating baby Ruth's and kicking people like, and it's also believable even without them having to use CGI to make him look bigger when he punched through or kicked through like a wall or it, it, it felt like that man could do that without him having to be the size of juggernaut in Deadpool too. I'm the juggernaut. Bitch. It was, <laughs> which, which by the way, that was not a bad, uh, 
ba- bad casting. If we're no. talking about casting, so it was Vinny, Vinny as uh, as Juggernaut was not a bad casting. Terrible, 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 movie. terrible role movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's my number. That's my number six. Before we get to our number sevens, uh-huh. I'm gonna throw out my uh, my MVP of the MCU. Ooh, okay. My MVP of the entire Infinity Saga. My MVP is a man I don't think we got to see enough of. Michael Pena as Luis. <laughs> you know that there's the recording allegedly out there of him recapping uh, everything up to Endgame. No, and I'm waiting. Like Kevin Feige has <laughs> been holding that over our, our our faces like a carrot. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just waiting for the day he drops it because it will be the most watched video on YouTube. Like without a doubt. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's, it's so good. Yeah. He's, he, uh, again, which, which there, there's another, there's another comedic comedic timing between him and Paul Rudd. Cause Paul Rudd is hilarious. And, but even, even Paul Rudd as Ant-Man in the first Ant-Man movie, he's kind of playing the straight man against, uh, Michael Pena and against a lot of, until he gets to, um, you know, to Hank Pym, uh, and then he's like, okay, he's zany. He's making jokes and everything. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a perfect duo between the two of them. Uh, and that's why his meme is great for 2020, by the way. If you see his meme that's going around the internet where he's listing everything that's happening in 2020. But he's like, yeah. well, we got $1,200. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a couple honorable mentions uh-huh. um, uh, before we get to our number sevens. Uh-huh. Uh, Martin Donovan as Mitchell Carson. No. That's not the one I'm looking at. Hold on. Where is it? I just saw it. Uh, what's his face? God darn it. Um, I just had it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's not there. It's not there. Where is it? Where is Black Panther? There it is. Okay, why is he not in here? Um, the dude who played... Um, he was in Civil War and Black Panther. Um, Frodo's buddy. Oh, you're talking about... Yeah, you're talking about uh, Martin Sheen, right? No, not Wasn't Martin Sheen. What's his uh, name? Where the heck is it? Where's Civil War? I'm trying yeah, to find that guy. Him. He was he was the Hobbit. He was um. What? How am I blanking on this? I'm an, uh, someone's gonna take away take away my nerd card at this point. Yeah, um, that's, uh, I'm I'm about to take my own card away at this point. <laughs> um, because I'm trying to remember his damn name, and it's I I can't um. Crap! I'm going to IMDb. I'm done with this. Do it. Do it. I'm just so while, while you do that, I'll 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 uh, I'll vamp here. Like I I'm glad we're kind of diving a little deep on these because my next ones actually my next one isn't deep, but the, my last three picks are uh, are a little out there. I feel like I should have actually alternated uh, Ron Perlman with my next pick, but that's fine. Um, when it comes to uh, when Martin it comes Freeman, to Martin Everett, Freeman, okay, Everett sorry. K. Ross. It was a Martin. It was a Martin. Yeah. Um. He's an honorable mention. Um, Ray Stevenson as Volgstad, honorable mention. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to go a little, I'm going to go TV show-ish. I'm going Arrowverse. Um, okay. I'm going to say uh, Grant Gustin as The Flash. Those are my honorable okay. mentions. He's Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, I like him as The Flash a lot better than I like the cinematic uh, Flash. Um, I know what they're trying to do with, with, with cinematic Flash, but yeah. Um, he is better. I, I will agree with that. All right, your number seven. Go for it. My number seven, which like I said, I could have I could have done this as six as we go into you know they could be interchangeable. But Tom Holland as Spider Man, 
I feel was the first time that we had someone who nailed both sides of the coin. Yes, because um, I feel like Andrew Garfield was yes. a fantastic Peter Parker. Not as good of a Spider-Man. Like he I had dis- that. I disagree. He's too cool. He's too cool. That guy would have given me swirlies. Like, that, he, like I'm not like that's he's oh he's he's mopey and he rides a skateboard. Yeah, that guy would have gotten all the chicks. Seriously, oh, absolutely. Back but, in high school, Peter Parker. Peter Parker should be the guy getting swirlies, not giving swirlies. And that's so. Okay. I, I I'm, I'm I thought he he was okay, except he's just too cool. And Tom Holland has that vulnerability as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You could you could see him getting when he's getting picked on by Flash, which I, I freaking love. He is he is getting picked on by uh, by someone in the debate team. He is he is a joke within a joke, right? He is he's being picked on by the people who also get picked on. Mm-hmm. Um, his his Peter Parker and but he, also another person who devotes himself to the character because of his dance background and, and he got into gymnastics specifically so he could do flips and but um, which we we both know the story of uh, of him and Chris Pratt uh, when it came to uh, Infinity War right where the, their first scene together I don't know if you know about that about that, uh, that sort of director they were talking they were talking and and uh, about like pacing and stuff and tom's like all right well i'll just do a flip in here and chris is like oh yeah yeah you'll do a flip whatever so then he did it like without without wires um you know just just blew you know blew him away because chris pratt didn't realize you know he he knew he had the look but he didn't realize that tom holland can do that tom yeah. holland is is almost a gymnast at this point um so i have to give him to that i feel like his vulnerability as as peter parker um and his portrayal of of spider-man again i know that marvel uh, as soon as the as soon as the mask comes on there is a in, insane amount of cgi that they do where you're not really Mm -hmm. watching people you're watching a cgi fest but when you do when you do get to see him do something uh it's it's phenomenal and you know he does as much as he can being safe yeah now i'm gonna feel really bad about putting this person as low as i am on the list because i'm going old school okay christopher reeve as as superman yeah. Okay. So that was that was about to be on, on on my pick here, because when I think of Superman, he again both sides of the coin, Clark Kent and and Superman. When you watch him as Clark Kent, you're like, "There's no way this guy's a superhero." I do think no Brandon Routh did an amazing Clark Kent and Superman Returns. Yes, crappy yes, he did. movie, but an amazing Clark yeah. Kent. It just he no, did, it, exactly him nor Reeve really had. The Superman physique, like Henry Cavill does, like yeah, Henry Cavill. Well, yeah, well, back back then, uh, and if you if you look, he he gained a lot of muscle. David Prowse was his trainer, by the way. If you didn't know that already, Darth Vader was Christopher Reeve's trainer to be in uh, the first Superman movie. Uh, Clark, David Prowse, are you yes. your trainer? <laughs> Except he has a Welsh accent, which I I won't even try to try to do at this point well i could uh, sit here and have an irish accent and have an entire conversation yeah, that lot. would have been fun that would no. so he he literally they cast him and he's like they're like oh he's he's not big enough but we'll, we'll have a padded suit and he said he said no give me a chance to put the weight on give me a chance to put the muscles on and he trained with david prowse 
actors didn't do that back then. No. So so I got I got to give him honorable mention. Sure, he didn't start out like Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill already had a good physique, and then he bulked up. So yeah, I, I could say the same thing honestly about Chris Evans because Chris Evans put on the muscle and everything, but he went he went from looking good to looking freaking great. And that's what Henry, Henry Cavill did, and that's what uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Jason Momoa does, like movie after movie, uh, where uh, Christopher Reeve went from doing movies like A Stitch in Time and these romantic movies to being Superman. Mm-hmm. It, it was on. It was he's unrecognizable. So it's Absolutely. it's amazing. All right, so yeah. that was my number seven. What was your number seven? Mine, uh, my number seven was uh, shoot, uh, Tom Holland. Okay, yeah, yeah. My number eight. Yep, I'm going back current. Benedict Cumberbatch as mm. Stephen Strange. Yeah, uh, if if we take away if we take away uh, the meta idea that Benedict Cumberbatch does only one American accent, and he even jokes about that, taking that out of the equation, he is Doctor Strange. He is he is as stuck up and smarmy and judgmental when you see him through. I mean. In the beginning to the end, that part of his character sticks because even it's 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 perfect uh, watching and, him watching him against everybody. And they gave him a perfect number two in the movie in Benedict Wong to play huh? Wong. And my favorite line is not even from Doctor Strange; it's from Endgame, where it's like, "Is that everybody? What you wanted more?" <laughs> yep. And, and you're just so we, looking at all these portals opening, and there's like hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of portals. And you're seeing all these, you know, the discs that Doctor yeah. Strange creates. It's like you want, to... I brought everybody. <laughs> who who else do you want here? No, no, it was perfect. Um, and his interaction with the with the cape uh, is is just so great as well. Not because as good that's as also... Dave Batista's. Oh uh, yeah, well yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave Batista also was about to be on uh, on my list here. Um, I, I put him as a kind of an honorable mention because. His character of Drax and what he did with Drax is completely different than the character of Drax in the t- in the um, the comic books, uh, in a, in a good way. Um, I could say I could say similarly. Heath Ledger is not here not here on my list here. I don't know if he's going to be on your list, but I uh, I could say the same thing about him. I just feel like it's so different. It's so different than that character that Heath, I that I'm going to skip it. So now I can't say Heath Ledger played the greatest Joker in cinematic history. Yeah. That still goes to Jack uh, Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's never going to be another like Jack Nicholson. Um, and they're even talking about having him come back uh, for the Flashpoint movie along with Keaton and, yeah. spoiler alert, potentially Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but no, I mean, Ledger did his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he made that character his and he made it great. Yes. And that's how I feel about Drax. I'm not saying they're near the same level of acting. I'm just saying it is an example of a care of a portrayal that is so different than the than the um, than the one. And I honestly I can say the same thing about Mantis. Mantis is so different than in the comics, but she's great. Well, in the so movie. is Star Lord. Star Lord's yes. a homicidal maniac in the comics. Yes, he is. Yeah, um, he's <laughs> literally an asshole. Yeah. Like every so often, exactly. and by the way, we will put a, a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. Every so often, there will be cursing. Every so Oop. often, we will try to keep the it as PG thirteen as possible. Uh, sure. There won't be any f bombs, um, unless we yeah. get into a topic where we have to do an f bomb. Yeah, I mean, where we 
we're not going to do profanity for the use of profanity. We're it, it's it needs to be fitting. Um, and but, I'm going to segue into my next. Pit. We're, we're right. on number eight, right? Yeah, but like you know, my love for the character Star Lord. Sure, of course. I, I, I freaking cosplay as him. Mm-hmm. I can't put him on the list because while Chris Pratt is a great Star Lord, mm-hmm. this is who is closest to their comic counterpart. Yes. Yes. Um, and the two characters are completely much like you said with Drax, completely mm-hmm. polar opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go for it. Number eight. Next one for number eight, Zachary Levi and Shazam. Amen. Because that... him on Chuck, him on Chuck was amazing. Yeah. I love Chuck. Yeah. Um, that was my jam. Like I would yeah. sit and make sure I watched Chuck. And mm-hmm. then when they brought in Brandon Routh, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, of course, Yvonne Stravinsky, uh, Stravosky, however the mm-hmm. heck you say her mm-hmm. name. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, absolutely. Him is Shazam because he yeah. can play that kid type character, you know, that has mm-hmm. kind of that I, uh, that that innocence. Yeah. Now there was, by the way, there was a, I don't know if they even talked to him, but there was a rumor back, back uh, before this was cast. The rumor was it was going to be John Cena and the reason, and it's a similar reasoning. Zachary Levi does a better job in this, but the reasoning was when you take, when you take a child, right? He's, is he 12, 13? You take him and you give him all the superpowers he is going he's going to act foolish he's going to screw up but he also is going to be the embodiment of what a 13 year old boy thinks a superhero is and what cool is mm-hmm. and let's face it john cena is the embodiment of what a 13 year old boy thinks cool is he is jacked mm-hmm. and he is he is he's got the you know he can mouth off and and all that but i feel like he could, the the boy uh aspect of it the, the fact that the innocence, yeah. When you see Zach, Zachary Levi as he's playing a child in that body, and mm-hmm. that's what Shazam should be. He has all these powers, but st- but he is he is Billy Badson. He is a child who has become the become Shazam. Um, hey, Adam Bro- uh, Adam Brody was good too. In that, Adam, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, don't, no. I, I agree. And um, and Michelle Borth like, as uh, Mary Marvel. Yes, was it was it Michelle? That was, was that? Michelle Borth uh, from yeah. Hawaii Five O. That's right. That's right. No, like, and that's that's the other thing that I absolutely loved. I did not expect. Um, I feel like I feel like by the way, Aquaman and uh, Shazam did so well because they're characters that the DC really didn't care about. They're not as uh, they're not part of the Trinity of uh, of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. So I feel like they had a lot of freedom in here, and the fact that we got the Marvel family popping in. Like blew my mind. I did not think they were going to do this. I knew they were going to set it up with the foster kids. Like I could kind of see it, especially with her name being Mary, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect them to do it in the first movie. I was like, that's sequel stuff right there. That's sequel bait. But now, nope. Did I do my number eight? Was it my number eight? Uh, you have not. You have not. What's your number eight? I'm going out of the box. Oh, the most perfect casting compared to the character from a comic book. Uh huh. Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is an alien, so yes, it, it makes it makes perfect sense. The man does not operate the way that we operate mentally. So, 
watching him as the grandmaster was was great. And again, given the freedom, Taika gave him the freedom to just do stuff, and he ate it up. Great, great casting, and, and something that could have been stunt casting, right? They could have been just a stunt cast to say, "Oh, we're getting Jeff Goldblum in here to to do it." No, no, no. You're getting Jeff Goldblum, and you're getting Jeff Goldblum 100%. It was well, perfect. Did you see Team Daryl, the third part of the Team Thor series on YouTube? I did not. It was instead of Thor being the roommate, it was Darren or Daryl moved to yeah. the, the United States, and his new roommate was the Grandmaster. <laughs> I didn't see that. I don't have to watch that. Um, it's fantastic. All right. My number nine. Mm-hmm. Um God, I've got to really think about this one. Mm-hmm. Number nine. You pass to me if you're not ready. I'm going to go Josh Brolin as Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a, in a character that if you had told, if you had asked me to cast Thanos, it's like, who, who do you pick to play this, this character? And now uh, watching, watching his performance without the CGI was was in was amazing but putting the cgi in it be, he became thanos that's a that's a great um show again with andy circus you're talking about again he was not in cgi in this but being person who takes motion capture and those roles 100 percent seriously mm-hmm. where a lot of people um 15 years ago even 10 years ago people were just giving up jobs and saying i'm not going to do that i'm not going to be i'm not going to be the hulk why would i do that and they're going to they're going to motion capture me that's not acting yes it is now that now that mm-hmm. technology is caught up that a man can play an ape I mean, in like play of the apes dude look what they did with chris evans and captain america the first avenger Oh, sure. Sure. Cause they, cause which I love, by the way, when people freeze frame that and you look at the anatomy, you're like, that doesn't quite work. Uh, the CG on him make, they made him bigger in the very reveal when they open him up, but also you're, well, you're probably talking about when you see him as the scrawny Chris Evans. Yeah. I and could do think, this all day. Yeah. It, and it, it looks like he, he looks like a like a like a very scrawny uh sixteen year old boy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing he's to like take 20, someone uh and he's like what like twenty four, twenty five at that point? I think so. He may have been a little older because he'd done uh what did he do? He what was the uh, Friday Night Lights? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking. Uh, the, oh, the, the character. The character. Like, yes, the character would like have been he's... like yeah, because he was a little old to be in the to be enlisting right off the bat. Yeah, I would think he's like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Um, no, great, great, great casting. On the that. only other um, person I could have seen playing Thanos had already been cast in the MCU as a voice. Uh-huh. Um, that being Clancy Brown as Surtur. Ooh. Clancy Brown. Yeah, I I could see that as well, which I absolutely loved him in Mandalorian for that exact for that exact reason because he's another person who he he gets he gets a ton of voice work because he's so good at it mm-hmm. but when you get to see him actually play like the kurgan and highlander um he's, he's great and he's menacing so yeah that would have been a great that would have been a great thanos as well yeah. um all right Oops. uh go ahead and yep all right so again so we we went with stuff that was out of the box by the way People i'm gonna blow your mind with number 10 he should have okay, been cool. higher but there were so many before him i'm gonna blow your mind with number 10 that's fine. That's fine. Uh, number nine for me, Michael J. White as Spawn, Al Simmons, um, again, a char- a person who did with, with and without the suit did a great job as the character in a movie that 
has not aged well, Mm-mm. but was it was a decent attempt, in my opinion, uh, at uh, at Spawn, especially with John Leguizamo. They're hopping, him. they're bumping, they're multiplying like rabbits. That was that was what so I mean him as clown uh, a violator was was great, uh, but Michael J. White did a great job as Spawn and was yeah. never given a chance to do something. And I blame the CGI in that movie because it is horrific. Mm-hmm. And if they if they had done uh, if they had done more uh, work with with animatronics, if they had done more creature work, uh, that of kind of like a, a Cronenberg kind of style uh, attempt of a creature. That would have been better than seeing seeing the actual devil in a really bad CGI. Frank Welker, of course, doing a great job as the devil, but terrible, terrible CGI. Other than that CGI, his scenes are great. Even his scenes, even the suit didn't look. I mean, it, it's aged now, but at the time, his suit didn't look bad either. No, it looked like an action figure, which is what it's supposed to. Exactly. All right, here's my number. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Finish. I was just saying because Todd McFarlane knows how to design action figures. Yeah, that's what this man. Yeah, sorry. Number nine, number nine for you. No, number you, ten. Yeah. Number ten. Go for it. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> perfect, perfect casting. Another one, like like we said, there a lot of these could be higher up. Some of mine couldn't even be on this list. I'm purposely doing because I love them. But yeah, it was so good that we had to bring him back. So good that he's back, and I love his new new version of him as well. Um, That's kind of the uh, what's his name, Alex? What's Alex his Jones? Yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and it's it's a perfect idea because it's someone who's screaming conspiracies, but in this case, he's right mm-hmm. uh, that that he's right about one thing, which is. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and everything else that they, J. Jonah Jameson says is probably completely wrong, just like Alec Jones. But he's right on this one thing, and it's going to screw over. Um, it's going to screw over Peter Parker. I still think they're going to have to do something. They got to uh, have Matt Murdock. They've got to find a way to bring Charlie Cox into the MCU. I know they get the rights back. Yeah. I believe this October or November. Um, they need to find a way for him to be Peter Parker's lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, that, that would be a good, uh, that would be a good thing to do. My question is now, how do you, how do you, how do you get out of that, that pigeonhole? Before I talk to my bio number 10, they pigeonhole themselves in a situation where the entire world allegedly knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And if he's not, if he's not Spider-Man, it'll still follow him for the rest of his life because that's how these things work. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. They didn't completely go verbatim with civil war because in civil war if you remember the comic books he actually yeah. pulled his mask off and said yes. i'm peter parker yes yes but so are we going to stick with that or are they going to try to retcon it we, that's my question now you could use uh, the two choices in my opinion if you want to retcon uh out of this i mean i or i guess three if you want to use the the uh the barf technology uh the, of of uh that mysterio used i think that's that's been done the um uh, the scrolls, right? We have scrolls. Uh, they can cha- shape shift. Okay, but we they do that a lot. That's easy. I think they should bring in the changeling uh, to to show up here or some something similar uh, to pretend to be like, hey, look, I'm I'm Peter Parker, and then Spider Man shows up or something else. That's gonna have to be a scene to 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 uh, ease the tension. But at the same time, once they've re- once they've faked that. Um, you know, fake answered the uh, question that, oh, no, he's not really Spider-Man. You know that a quarter of the quarter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be like, yeah, I still think he's Spider-Man. Yeah. So you're never going to get rid of it. All right. Who's your number 10? 
Number 10, again, a little different, but Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach in Watchmen. It okay. was, it was, I thought, a, a great rendition of the character, great narration that he did. Uh, but when you see him, at, it, when you see him as the character, even though, you know, he doesn't look menacing, he puts on the mask, he does horrific things. But when they finally catch him, and everyone's looking at him like, seriously, this this guy? No, you don't mess. You do not mess with Rorschach. He does not have limits like you have when it comes to like, oh, I'm going to punch you. No, no, I'm going to have you have someone saw your arms off. Or I'm going to throw hot grease on you and just and destroy you. Um, it was a great uh, show a show of a character who has who is so into his into his um, his his own morals that they're warped to a dangerous level. Even when he's right, he is endangering people uh, with, with what he, even if you are right, you shouldn't do certain things like Punisher, right? Punisher, Punisher's like, Oh, I'm right. But I'm, but it's like, well, yeah, but should tax evasion get an, get an execution? Like seriously? No. Yeah. All right. So there's our top 10. Um, Another uh, notable mention, honorable mention, uh, John Barenthal as Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Thomas Jane as the Punisher, but when they cast John Barenthal, he just brought a whole different level to the character that you had never seen outside of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's wrap up the show. We got about five minutes. Um, we went a little bit longer than we were expecting. Uh, we were talking a half hour. We're almost at an hour now. Um, so, so far coming up in the MCU, at least we have black widow that got delayed due to, uh, due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We have eternals that got delayed due to the pandemic. I mean, it, literally the entire MCU has been delayed due to the pandemic of these six movies. Which one are you looking the most forward to black widow, the eternals, Shang Chi and the legend of the 10 rings, which is said to actually finally introduce the real Mandarin, Good. Uh, the that un- one. The untitled <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home sequel that we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Thor: Love and Thunder, and then Doctor mm-hmm. Strange in the universe of in the multiverse of madness, as directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah. So, so for for my own selfish reasons, Doctor Strange as well as Shang Chi, because I need the real Mandarin. The fact that we got a we got a uh, or. We at least were told there is an actual Mandarin in the one shot, mm-hmm. um, Hail to the King, I believe. Uh, in that one shot, seeing seeing that the real Mandarin is out there, and he he is he takes uh, kidnaps uh, the fake Mandarin actor. Um, I selfishly, I want that um, from a. I mean, there's some DC movies that I'm looking forward to as well, but. Um, Eternals, Eternals. I'm I'm so curious how they're going to do Eternals. It could be, it could be great or it could be disastrous. And Marvel has not let me down in a while. So, well, it's going to be just like Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody had high hopes for Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and yep. it, it, it it it's it's a fun ride because of the director. Yeah. And the yeah. the one thing that Marvel has done better than anybody mm-hmm. is they don't they they don't only match up the character perfectly. Yeah. They match up the director, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why um, Sam Raimi for 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 multiverse is going to be insane, wonderful. Yes, I mean now don't get me wrong. Obviously, the first Thor movie had to be directed by Kenneth Branagh. It had to be. It was basically mm-hmm. a Shakespearean movie in in so many words. Um, 
but then Alan Taylor in Dark World and then Taika in Ragnarok, Taika each Alan Taylor, I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna go ahead and say mm-hmm. this. Uh Dark World was complete shit. Uh, Dark World could have been so much better, but yeah, it wasn't it yeah, was complete it shit. It was lacking. It was, it was so shit. lacking. And and I will say, I will say at the same time, that's against other Marvel movies. It was it was shit. I agree. Um It's one but, of the uh, it's one of the few Marvel movies I can sit back and go. I own it. I have every single movie in the Infinity War saga. I have not gone back and watched Dark World since the first time I watched it. Yep, yep. Um, I will say on the other side of the coin, as the of the two giant uh, companies, uh, the one that's not been doing as well as much as I'd like to see them do well, I am hopeful. I'm not saying it's going to be good, but I'm really hopeful, and I'm cu- I'm really hopeful on what David Ayer's doing with the Batman. Um, I, I feel like, what's that? Isn't David here? No, it's, Who's um, the... oh God, what's his name? Uh, Matt Reeves. That's right. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really curious with that, the casting, uh, that they've put in here with, uh, with, uh, Colin Farrell as, uh, Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is great casting for, for Selena Kyle, but Paul Dano is Edward Norton. There's some Edward really Nygma. good Edward Nigma. I wanted to say Edward Norton. <laughs> Edward, uh, which they changed. They changed up his name. That's okay. Uh, and and then Andy Serkis coming up, coming in here again, and Peter oh, Sarsgaard. There's yeah. some really good. Yes, cast. Edward Nashton. Yeah, but there's some really good casting when it comes to this movie. So I'm really curious. Um, you, I'm hopeful that um, I'm mad at you. I'm I'm seriously what? mad at you. Of all that casting, you missed out on yeah. the one. The one what? I think could, could literally be the best casting. Who's that? Andy Serkis as Alfred. I said Andy Serkis. Did you? I don't think you did. Yeah. Go back and listen. He was in there. I said, I said, Paul Dano, I'm, I'll, I'll be, I'll admit it. I'm going down the IMDB list because I wanted to make sure I did, I included everybody. No, Andy Serkis as, as Alfred is going to be, going to be very different, but I will say at least we got, um, uh, we got uh, Jeremy Irons in between uh, for Alfred. So we already, we already kind of fantastic Alfred. I mean, he, I, I liked him as Alfred, but it was it, to me, Alfred has always been such an older British gentleman. And he put Jeremy Irons in there. He's like, he's not that old. I mean, he's a little bit older than than Ben Affleck. Like, that's the way that I viewed them. I know he's older, but in my mind, Alfred's always old. So now we have a palate cleanser to say, OK, Andy Serkis can be Alfred. He doesn't have to be an ancient, decrepit man. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the Batman uh, cartoon, Alfred was a former SAS special operator for the British government. Yes, uh, exactly. And and that's why it works really well. Uh, what I mean is usually his portrayal, when you see Alfred, and that's why um, I'm spacing on his name. I'm going to look it up on IMDb. But uh, in uh, Batman 89 and, uh, shoot, he's in like the first three movies, uh, the uh, gentleman who played uh, Alfred in those it. movies – you got it, okay. Because the gentleman it. playing playing, the, playing uh, Alfred in those movies, Michael Gao. Uh, Michael Gao, yes. Oh my god. Yeah. He, he is. He, he's perfect. He's perfect. He's a, he's a he's a gentleman. Um, but at the same time, you you if he did do something physically, it would completely throw you off. Well, so, here's the thing. Of course, too. he never did. Yep. That Batman in '89 was also an older Batman at that point. Yes. So and now we're we're been... talking year one Batman when it comes exactly. to when it comes to, yeah so and I even agree. Michael Caine was ph- phenomenal. Oh, I loved Michael Caine. I loved Michael Caine, but when you see him, you're looking, and you're like, okay, he's older. And if someone if someone decided to get into a fist fight with him, 
uh, you would go, okay, he may have been able to do it 30 years ago, but he probably would probably get owned. With Andy Circus, I feel like he he's still got some fire in him. When we see him, I'm assuming when we see him, he'll uh, you know he'll be the 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 butler that Alfred is supposed to be. But he's young enough that if he has to do something, he's going to be able to put up a fight. All right. Well, that does it for our first official show on breaking cinematic universes. I had fun. Yeah, that was uh, good. Love I, it. I, I, that hour went by real quick. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm talking real quick. I didn't. I looked down at one point. I'm like, holy crap! We're 45 minutes in. There's um, a lot. To, we, we talk a lot. I mean, come on. This we is do. what we do. We do. Yeah, um, so. But it'll be posted everywhere. Uh, we'll get a link up on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not giving us a follow on the Facebook, give us a follow on the Facebook. I'm sure we'll have a Twitter at some point. Everybody has a yep, freaking yep. Twitter. <laughs> and you can follow me at the Land Cave. I'm on. We're on Facebook and mm-hmm. YouTube. We do video game news and reviews. So shameless plug there. If you want to hear me talk about video game news as well as like the industry or video game reviews, check me out over there. No, absolutely. And if you actually like sports, you can you know follow the ScrumSports.com, um, and do that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Well. This will be a weekly thing. Um, I don't know if we'll go an hour each week. We'll kind of fluctuate probably between a an, an, uh, half hour and an hour every week. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, if you want us to debate a topic, talk about something specific, hit us up on Facebook, send us a message. Uh, we'll try to get to everybody as quickly as possible and, and try to include you in the show because these movies are successful because of you. Our podcast will be successful because of you. Um, so we want to make sure we take care of you. Um, but that does it for us this week. We appreciate it. Pat, thanks for coming. And, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.